0: All right, Justin, there she is. Right now, she's sending entertainment information to millions of satisfied podcast Mm -hmm. listeners. That's pretty impressive. See, I knew from the moment that I met you that you would appreciate this. The future is now, Justin. Every single American home will be able to live the summer of Stiller through their television, phone, computer. You'll be able to scuba dive with your fiance on one podcast, to go to Cabo on another. You could spend a night at the museum or meet the parents in upstate New York. There's no end to the possibilities. Come on up, what are you waiting for? Alrighty then, let's get started <laughs> <laughs> The wait is over, the wait is over Coming to you on Berlin, Berlin, time. Time. Berlin time It is the Summer of stillness. Summer of Stiller Summer of Stiller
1: Summer of Stiller Summer of stillen. Summer of Stiller <laughs> Gonna be good Gonna be good Bet you be still
0: Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) good. I figured I'd just turn it up at the end just to see if I could use any. (laughs) Alright, cut to intro. Meet the parents. Yeah, I was. (laughs) He was like, like, how do I signify meet the parents? You know, go to Cabo was a strange. Yeah. But but yeah. Night the museum. (laughs) Yeah. I went a little bit Ben Stiller when I said that. I don't know if you noticed that. It was kind of like, night at the museum. You know, it's hard. I mean, the Stiller slips oh, out. Oh, yeah. But anyway, welcome everybody to episode two, I believe, of Summer of Stiller. Season five, Summer of Stiller. Guys, I know what you're thinking. It's been like two months. Where have you guys been? <laughs> but um, um, where have we been, Justin? I mean, you were, you were really the, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah it was just all my fault it's unironically <laughs> right. i was in transit there's a lot of a
0: lot of pickups.
1: planes trains and automobiles
0: yeah. hey it's a movie True, <laughs> <laughs> but we're back that's what's important we're back. we're back we're back and as you as we said in the teaser and episode and everything we keep saying summer of stiller isn't over until it's over It does not complete until we complete it. It doesn't matter if it's past American summer, East Berlin summer, you know, you name any summer. We're going to exceed it to completion. So we're back. Hope you guys are happy. And we're going to do so as our keen listeners will note, episode two of Summer of Stiller was the directed by Stiller episode with Cable Guy and Reality Bites. We prepared for that. There were some hiccups in Justin's transit, as he noted, so we're going to be combining episode two with episode three, episode three being master of rom-coms. There's something about Mary, Heartbreak Kid, and Along Came Polly. So we're going to be combining those two episodes into one episode we're going to call Summer of Still. <laughs> Summary of Stiller. Summary, sum, there we go. Summary of Stiller. That's my favorite thing to do in these episodes is just come come up with a title in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. There you go. Summary of Stiller. Possibly something better if we can come up with it. Uh, might be different when you see it. But for now, we'll call it that. And we're going to... I imagine we're going to be kind of going a little fast through those directed by Stiller movies since it's been so long since we've seen them. But True. we're going to, at least, at the very least, you know that we're going to give you uh, your due and let you know what we thought of it, and whether you might want to see it or not. True. So Got the ratings up. You do. All right. So let's just start. Okay, well, Justin, what did you think of the, um, you know, last time we did a no-spoiler section? I'm not sure if we should do that this time with... <laughs> It, it seemed kind Dude, of it spoilers kind of, for reality bites. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, we only did it because we thought that maybe some people preferred it that way based on the poll that we did, but I think that was meant more for like newer movies <laughs> or like probably. You know, yeah, and it, it just seems kind of redundant at this point. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the hammer down. I'm officially gonna say, guys, spoilers are ahead. All right, you're not getting. You know, if you haven't watched Reality Bites by now, you're probably not going to. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, if you haven't and you needed a reason and this episode wasn't enough of a reason, yeah, exactly.
0: w- what are you What are you waiting for? Exactly. You know how we do it, so we're just going to jump in. So let's start <clears throat> with an all-encompassing discussion. And we're, gonna, of course, starting with The Cable Guy, directed by Ben Stiller, released in 1996. This one is... is uh, Do we want to
1: start with that one?
0: Or do we want to start with Reality Bites... Was directed before it. Okay, yeah, you're right. I got that all <clears throat> mixed up. What year was that? I think that was. It's 94. 94. Okay, yeah, you're right. We should start with that. I got it mixed up. So, so we ra- see the Reality evolution. Bites. Yeah, exactly. Reality Bites 1994, directed by Ben Stiller, starring Ethan Hawk, Winona Ryder, Ben Stiller, uh, Janine Garofalo, and so many others. So, this is, um, you know. I think many people, when they think of Ben Stiller, they think of rom-coms, you know, kind of being his trademark in his peak. So it's interesting that he, before all those iconic movies, you know, you go up to anyone on the street, hey, what movie do you remember Ben Stiller from? They're going to say Meet the Parents. They're going to say um, Along K. Polly, maybe, depending on what generation they're from. So it's interesting. There's something about to, Mary. Classic. Exactly. That's probably the biggest one, actually. Um, so it's interesting to see how his first foray, as a director into the the craft that he would uh pride himself by as an actor you know so and i think there are i've read a lot of mixed things about this i think i've i mean i've heard from other people who've seen the movie friends who also have mixed opinions but um i guess we can just jump in and talk about it uh is there anything you wanted to start with or anything thoughts you wanted to get out of the way Um, now let's just go straight into it, honestly. Okay, yeah. So basically, uh, reality bites. We have the main character, Winona Ryder. She is, uh, fresh out of college. She's an aspiring videographer. She's taking a documentary, making a documentary of her life, uh, living with her friends, side characters that I, actors I listed. Um, and they're all just kind of trying to make their way in the world and it especially kind of exemplifies what at the time was the stereotype of, uh, the choices made by this generation, the so-called generation X. And, um, this was kind of felt like a critique of that critique, um, against that generation. So, you know, and of course there's the love triangle between Ben Stiller, Ethan Hawk and Winona Ryder, Ben Stiller playing, um, very funnily, I think, a lot of the time, the working stiff. Um, more of an asshole. You know, one of one of Ben Stiller's more asshole-ish characters. Uh, I guess that's debatable. Uh,
1: Interesting. I wouldn't in even some parts that, of that, honestly. Movie, in some
0: parts of the movie, I think. I think... Not that I'm siding with Ethan Hawke's character, who I think is a total piece of shit. But. Dude, Ethan Hawke sucks <laughs> in this movie. I mean, he's a good actor. Plays Dude, the role very
1: actor. well. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, um, yeah, no, no, no. We can get, when we go over the storyline, we can address him more fully, or at least what I have to say about him. Yeah. More directly relates to the actual events of the movie.
0: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, to get specific, um, uh, Winona Ryder's character is the valedictorian um, of her class. She graduates, again, like I said, it just kind of, it's kind of starts like uh, in the middle of, just a very general struggle post-college. And of course she meets Ben Stiller's character because he, uh, she throws a lit cigarette into his open top convertible leading to him crashing his car and they meet and they start dating. He's an executive at a basically MTV parody sort of channel. Um, And uh, he sees that she is working on, she tells him about the documentary and he, decides that he wants to shop it out. Now, on the other side of this, you have Ethan Hawk's character, whose name I'm on, um who is very much, I don't even know how to describe his character, or uh, he's
1: like a burnout,
0: kind of sort of like a stereotypical <clears throat> burnout. I was gonna say, kind of like,
1: like a nihilist, exactly. That's the word, like just he's just what does he have a job in this movie? I can't remember. <laughs> I I feel like he just sits around and, like, judges people. Mopes, yeah. (laughs) He always always has, like, what he thinks are, like, really philosophical, like, witticisms and, like, sentiments towards stuff. And it's always just, like, dude, unironically, just, like, (laughs) chill out. Like, what is your... Dude, anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, he's... He's a piece of... He's essentially, like, the antithesis of Ben Stiller's character... Which yeah. obviously is the whole point, right?
0: But yeah, and I mean, you... I feel like to under to sorry, but I just to defend what I said in the beginning. What I was going by is, I feel like in the beginning of the movie, I was kind of set up to look at Ben Stiller's character as more of an asshole. But the more and more I got to know and explore Ethan Hawke's character, the more I realized that he's just a pretentious like piece of shit. Most of the time,
1: <laughs> no, yeah, he's like a loser. He <laughs> thinks he's better than everyone else. Either he doesn't yeah. do shit.
0: I mean, you feel bad for him because his dad is dying slash dead, um, right? Isn't that the big thing in this movie, dude? Something about his dad, <laughs> dude. I haven't his movie since like June. Um, <sighs> no, I'm yeah. So his dad is dying, um, okay. but also his dad like is an asshole to him, which is right. like, a Cycle, no,
1: true. I, I do true. remember that actually
0: classic um and at the same time of course you have the side characters um her roommate uh his name is vicky played by janine garofalo who is uh ben stiller uh, alum she's been in a lot of ben stiller projects and was in the ben stiller show a great show that i wanted to do an episode on yeah also the cable guy um but yeah so she's also um has a her not side plot but um She's kind of the... What's the word? I don't know. but I don't know if there's a word for it. But she sleeps with a lot of guys and she thinks she might... I don't know if there's a word for that. (laughs) 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 Alright. I don't know if there's a word I want to say. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I feel like if it seems like we're floundering on this movie, I think that pretty much says more about the movie than us i think that you should take it that way and not that <laughs> <laughs> Don't,
1: that's how you should take it please
0: <laughs> no,
1: I, I think there is something to be said in that regard honestly i feel like it kind of was like it felt a little flat
0: for me honestly yeah, that's, was- what, that's what i was gonna say is i i feel like there should have been more about that or nothing about that you know what i mean it just felt like kind of like thrown in and you know um ben Stiller, I don't believe wrote the movie I think he just directed it but um let me double check that yeah it was written by someone else named Helen Childress so as far as the writing it did feel a little all over the place I don't I mean how did you feel about the ending when she inevitably ends up with Ethan Hawke's character uh, it wasn't a big I film, thought it
1: was unsatisfying and a little really surprising was. it was like is this supposed to be like a like an ending where you're like, is it's like a that's life. It's not always yeah. the happy ending. Which I guess, okay, sure. It also on that topic, I feel like is it when I went into it. Also, I thought it was reality bites, like reality sucks, which is kind of like a theme in the whole movie, that's what right? I thought
0: too. Which I it's think it just, is like, supposed to be double on Tundra, right?
1: I don't know about the double part. Might do. All I know is that. It's at least supposed to be like reality bites, like bites of reality, right? Like a play on like sound bites, right? Because that's the whole point of her documentary, right? Which the, name of the, documentary, the documentary she's making making is called Reality Bites. Anyway, it's like <clears throat> Ben Stiller had such a satisfying or unsatisfying ending, like he just like gets ditched by her at the bar where Ethan Hawke's playing. And that was his last scene, which also I wasn't expecting. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I'm sorry. It, was, it wasn't really my fault, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're dope. And Ethan Hawke sucks. But I guess the whole point is that their relationship's complicated. And even though he's an asshole,
0: she's known him all this time. So she likes him. And Except in the beginning, I feel like there was no like romantic tension between them until this... I noted this down to... I don't have... The note with me, but there's a scene about a maybe almost halfway through the movie, probably a little less, maybe like 40 percent, where her and Ethan Hawke are like talking outside in downtown whatever city this is supposed to be, whatever. Oh, when they're like walking city. past the fountain. Yes, exactly. And I feel like at that point the movie took a turn for me because at that point it kind of tried to start, at least to me, force this romantic conflict between her and uh, Ethan Hawke. <clears throat> After that, it felt like the uh, setting and feel and ecosystem of the movie just felt off. Because up to that point, I was like, okay, I can vibe with this. You know, these group of friends, they're all going through different things. It seems like a good statement or interesting statement that is on Generation X and not wanting to work after high school and all the stuff that they've been presenting. And then at that point, it just kind of took a turn into this. Okay, now it's a love triangle and Ethan Hawke is philosophical. But messed up because of his ch- You know what I mean? It's all this stuff that I, I wasn't really... I was felt kind of affronted by after a third of the movie going by and not really seeing much of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um,
1: Especially because at the beginning, it seemed like there was very intentionally not a romantic build-up yeah, between them. It felt like all. reality
0: bites. Like bites of reality, exactly what you said. Yeah. Um,
1: or maybe I'm like analyzing this more than it, it actually is. Right. Maybe it is just, like, supposed to be, like, unsatisfying, but it kind of felt like they were trying to do yes. it where, like, Ethan Hawke has, like, cons, but also has positive side. And the same with Ben Stiller's. He's, like, oh, Ben Stiller's, like, nice and cool, but he's also, like, a business guy, and he all oh, cares about his money. And, like, but it really did not come off as that. It came off as, like, Ben Stiller's being, like, a cooler guy and Ethan Hawke sucking.
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say is it really felt like from the beginning they were setting it up it felt like you were supposed to hate Ben Stiller's character throughout. But like mm-hmm. I said before, as it went on, I just was like, you know, he kind of has a, he has a point. <laughs> why are you guys arguing? With that? <laughs> yeah. Like at the end, there's this, they show like, I think two or three times Ben Stiller, like trying to pick a fight with Ethan Hawk's character because he comes in and says something like asshole He's like, yeah. what's your problem, man? And I think it's supposed to, they intended where it's supposed to be like, man, why is Ben Stiller being a jerk to Ethan Hawk? But I'm like, He's done nothing wrong. (laughs) Yes, you know, literally. (laughs) Like, why are they trying to make him the villain towards the end here? And I swear this is not Ben Stiller bias. I'm fine with Ben Stiller being a villain. It's a movie. (laughs) I do Dodgeball. He does it so well. Exactly. Dodgeball. Um, Even arguably. He's an an asshole in in Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, but also. um, Sorry, I get mixed up. Uh, Heartbreak Kid. I feel like it's arguable that it's some yeah
1: <laughs> dude he's such a shithead and heartbreak kid
0: right which is good we'll talk about later it's a whole discussion about the movie right which is kind of genius the more i've thought about it but yeah i don't remember, <clears throat> I don't really this movie i felt like had a lot of potential again in that first third and i really wish it just stuck with it because the directing by ben stiller is obviously pretty good you know good shots i like the 90s um, style, dude. Yeah, it feels yeah,
1: so it. 90s, like
0: tangibly. Yeah, exactly. He did a really good job capturing that and preserving that. And yeah, I mean, as far as should people watch Reality Bites? What do you think? I Probably wouldn't
1: recommend it to um, the average. Grant, like, no. like, if I'm like just like talking to like someone who's just like they like, you know, like the normal. Like I, I could recommend it to someone who's like interested in like obscure, esoteric movies that are kind of like not similar to anything else I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like just for the experience. It's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, you know. But, but I don't the, know every, if I would for just the like everyday person. Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably not a casual recommendation.
0: I'd probably be like, you know, if it's on Netflix and you've got literally nothing else to watch, it's probably better than rewatching something. Unless you're rewatching <laughs> a whole lot of other Ben movies, of which there are so many better ones. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I guess I'm saying don't watch this. I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, Bro, Can we know. talk about Anyone how thoughts? Ethan Hawke is the joker where he's like invited to sleep on their couch again because he sucks and he, he sucks for having no place to stay. Anyway, <clears throat> he's crashing on their couch. Winona Ryder yeah. who up until this point, it's been made very clear that there is no like Romantic relationship between yes. her and Ethan Hawke? They're just friends. She goes on a date with Ben Stiller and comes back late to her own fucking house, and he's like awake he's on like the couch, in a chair he's
0: like, with the light open. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, he turns on the light. He's then. like, "Where were you?" And she's like, "Dickhead." It, it, well, he d- dude, saw the them fucking. Didn't he? He saw them fucking. Before that.
1: <laughs> that's why he decided to like stay up and wait because they were having sex in Ben Stiller's car, which obviously they're he's adults. That, ben Stiller. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, no, Ben Stiller went hard in the paint in the sheets in the back of the car in that movie.
0: I, I'd say Ben Stiller just overall living the life. I mean, he has a very successful job. He's clearly doing well for himself financially. Mm-hmm. And he seems to, you know, he's he laid down all the moves the way he should have. It's not his fault that Ethan Hawke had to come in and... Uh fuck
1: it up yeah the fact that ethan hawk was successfully able to steal winona Ryder, mm-hmm. behaving the way he did it means men Stiller definitely dodged oh. a bullet in that and moment. it was also
0: so infuriating at the end i don't have an exact quote but he spits some stupid nihilistic like philosophical <laughs> shit when he's standing outside her like the classic end of the movie he's yeah, outside yeah. the girl's door give a speech and then kiss and then movie ends he says something stupid where he's like well i means nothing but maybe it means nothing because being with you means nothing you know he does like that shit i'm like oh my god i hate this i hated the <laughs> end of the movie so much and, i'm um, trying
1: to find yeah. it
0: yeah i don't know what it was but just Dude, the fucking <laughs>
1: url for this i looked up reality bytes transcript the first thing i click on scriptorama.com mm-hmm. It's scriptorama.com slash movie scripts slash R slash reality bites script transcript stiller.
0: We <laughs> yeah, had to add the stiller in because you still didn't know the movie. Sure. <laughs> That's good. I mean, case in point, I don't know if we, I would have watched this movie, summer of podcast otherwise if Stiller wasn't in it, you know? It's just like, yeah, its claim to fame is being directed by Ben Stiller. I feel like, dude, I
1: hadn't even heard of it before. We'd like, we're doing research for the summer of Stiller. Oh, me
0: neither. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, I don't really know um, how much more there is to say about this. Um, any luck there?
1: Well, I see him say, "Fuck the world."
0: Yeah, I think that was probably it. I'm probably <coughs> exaggerating how long it was in my mind, but he's when he said like shit like that at the end, it was like,
1: yeah, no, it's so cringe. Just, it's like trying way too hard.
0: Yeah, and I also well, I know feel that's like that's his even,
1: character. Exactly. But
0: here's the thing: if they wanted that to be his character, isn't I think like there would be a better way to write it, where it's not so like, I don't know. Maybe it's a product of the times, like 90s stuff. There's a lot of stuff like that. Like I watched a video, I think in philosophy class in high school about like how Hollywood over emphasizes and by doing that misrepresents the work of like Nietzsche. There's a lot of movies where it's like, well, you know, Nietzsche said, and it's like, first of all, there's no how it's pronounced, whatever. But also they just like totally like don't represent <coughs> his view. They it like their, their yeah. entire, like, um, yeah, <laughs> their entire summary of philosophy or Nietzsche is life sucks and like exactly what Ethan Hawke's character is. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, again, I don't know if, again, if that's a product of the times through the writer or there's just, I just, there's infinite ways to make this better, I guess. So there's no point.
1: <laughs> there's infinite ways <laughs> to make this better. Yeah. It sounds like a not watch from uh,
0: the film. Yeah, now that we're, the more we discuss it. Yeah. I guess, if you're going to watch it, watch, like, the first, like, 45 minutes and then just stop, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll the first be 45 more satisfying. was entertaining, I, I have to say, um, as an, as a relic of the 90s, so. True.
1: Dude, I will 30, say yeah. the mtv like, version of her documentary was so was fucking funny. terrible. Dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was, like, YouTube poop
0: tier. <laughs> it wasn't even, like anything i guess i wasn't around but i feel like it's not anything you would see on mtv anyway it was just literally a youtube poop. like dude yeah
1: i have no idea i never saw no. a second of mtv in my entire life
0: yeah so you heard it here first guys reality bites how are bites. we creating an f zero out of 10 what are we <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> Dude, i give it like a
1: four maybe a 3.5 out of 10
0: yeah 3.5 sounds about right i'd agree um so yeah, there you go. Reality bites. Twenty three minutes. That's a record for a movie discussion, I think. <laughs> uh, well Next we got up. it at this point. Yeah, we <clears throat> really do. It's pretty late the right cable now. Guy. The cable guy. Now this one I feel like a lot more potential for ripe discussion. Because I think it's really it's such an interesting movie and phenomenon that it had. So, um, for those who don't know, Cable Guy, directed by Ben Stiller in 1996, starring Jim Carrey, fresh off the heels of some of the most iconic uh, Carrey movies of all time, including, at the very least, I remember, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. So, you know, still, uh, sorry, Carrey has done these very successful movies that have turned him into a household name as a comedy and the mask. There you go. And the mask, um, which sounds funny, but it was very successful at the time. Um, and all these movies were huge critical commercial success for him. He had the power to do whatever he wanted next, and he took a risk by doing this movie because what this movie did, and <clears throat> not just opinion based, but based on things that Stiller and Carey have said in interviews, and you know, following it subverted the expectations of the audience by taking a jim carrey comedy and turning it into a black comedy slash some would even describe as described on imdb a psychological thriller film <laughs> i don't know if i'd it, it really feels like a mix of all those things i would say but i don't know it's just it's a monster movie it is a monster movie. Dude, the scene where he's, where Matthew Roderick's dreaming and he's running up to the door with the green eyes. True. Uh, <laughs> it's both scary and funny, I think. Um, I don't know. What are you, What were your thoughts about... Did any of that ring with you? Or do you have a different take on Cable Guy? Oh, I mean...
1: When we were going to watch it back... Um, <laughs> months ago... <laughs> Um, we're with um Jonathan and his girlfriend, and she hates Jim Carrey, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't want to watch like a Jim Carrey being stupid movie." And we're like, "This is kind of not <laughs> that, you know? Yeah. Like if if you're gonna choose a Jim Carrey movie where he's the least, I mean, he still has his Jim Carrey-isms To least, be sure, he's
0: stupid for stupid sake, I would say." Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. The other Jim Carrey movies are that, like.
1: But ironically, we watched the trailer. It. No, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we watched the trailer. Well, the trailer is it... totally misrepresents it. Yeah.
1: No, it only shows the most Jim Carrey being stupid scenes, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And so she's like, "Yeah, I don't want to watch this." And we're like, "That's not what the
0: movie's like." But. No, no. There's a whole like. Uh, ben Stiller has a whole section. I think he was on the interview. I think it was Howard Stern. I'm not mistaken, the video I watch where he talks about how drastic the effects were of that trailer coming out and people going in thinking it was that or, or you know, being disappointed that it wasn't that. Hmm. So, <clears throat> it's really interesting. Um, yeah. That's funny. That's crazy. I mean,
1: That's funny. Independently, the exact thing that happened. Literally, just exactly the way he described it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I think the movie is, well, far from perfect, brilliant, um, I would have to say. Um, and the did more he write I this like. One? He did not. It was written by Lou Holtz Jr., hmm. <clears throat> who has written, I will tell you. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, only this. Very interesting. I don't know who this is. But. Um. No, it was only directed by Ben Stiller. So, I mean, where do we attack this from first? Brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. You want to? You want to give it a shot? Or <laughs> I? If you don't want um, to, it's fine. Just let me know.
1: Starts with Matthew Broderick getting dumped, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, by Leslie Mann. Proposal.
1: Oh, of course. He's moving into an apartment and mm-hmm. his buddy, Jack Black. Um, Jack Black, obviously tells him, you know, bribe the table, the, the table, bribe, oh, the, <laughs> 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 bribe the cable guy. And he'll give you all the free channels or extra channels or whatever uh, to quote American Pie, the illegal channels. But anyway, he does it. And the cable <clears throat> guy happens to be Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey essentially latches on to this bribe as, like, suddenly Matthew Broderick, first of all, is not only friends with him, which is just a given assumption on Jim Carrey's behalf, but also that now uh, Matthew Broderick owes Jim Carrey something because he gave him this favor. And the movie essentially is like an increasingly ramping up spiral of Jim Carrey, like, acting more and more like an delirious madman who yeah. has like a disturbing obsession with Matthew brought Matthew Broderick's character and like becoming in re- or I guess remaining in his eyes his like best friend he's constantly trying to hang out with Matthew Broderick and like doing fucked up things that he believes are like acts of friendship or something and at points he's actually like does help Matthew Broderick he like gets him back together with Leslie
0: Mann yeah by giving her temporarily yeah yeah
1: he's like oh it's from matthew
0: broderick <clears throat> well also that's what sorry, i you want to mention yeah, it's from matthew <laughs> like that our impression of anybody anytime is the Joker.
1: yeah well if they're um, acting like the joker
0: oh yeah of course so he in that scene where he's giving her the free cable i wrote this down he mentions he has a funny quote where he's like talking about um you know who he's talking about when he mentions bungee jumping in Mexico? Someone died doing it. Um, I don't remember. I don't know. But the quote I wrote down is when he's like, promise me you'll never go bungee jumping in Mexico. They just don't have the regulations. I thought that was a hilarious quote. Um, I don't know. Funny. He was basically just trying to scare her into getting back together with Matthew Broderick. Because life is True. fleeting was the point. Um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but if I can pick back up if you want. So... Oh yeah, please. Yeah, he reunites uh, Chip with Robin, and after doing so, when Matthew Broderick is still not reciprocating his friendship, he sets out on a series of revenge kind of acts. Um, He gets him arrested and um, and fired. You know, fired further, just mocking him, and then he attends dinner with his family, which is a pretty funny scene. Oh,
1: dude, <clears throat> I was just going to say, back when he was helping Matthew Broderick, um, before he got him back together with Leslie Mann's character, Leslie Mann's going on a date with Olsen. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude.
0: Yeah, Jim Carrey uh, just beats up Owen Wilson, which is awesome. Yeah, no, he actually kicks the shit
1: out of him in the men's bathroom.
0: I also... I Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no. Go to I was gonna. I was just really gonna say before stupid.
0: I forget, when I thought of when I watched it, because when I watched it, we were fresh off the Meet the Parents stuff. I was thinking this is basically Owen Wilson's character from Meet the Parents trilogy, but not stupid, <laughs> just a no, full yeah. like conceptualized, like totally aware asshole. You
1: know exactly.
0: I mean? Oh
1: yeah, he was very funny version. Yeah. Um. The whole movie, the story between Matthew Broderick and. Um, Jim Carrey's character is kind of like almost paralleled by this like sub not even subplot just kind of like background noise (laughs) of like a a murder trial fictional murder trial happening on tv that we see on people's tvs slowly throughout the story and I guess the parallel is I guess just like the increasing intensity of it that's, like, going on, and the trial is, like, mounting to its, like, I guess to the verdict. Well, it's also
0: a direct parody of the OJ case, which happened, like, obviously. a year or two before this movie of course. Came out. So, Right.
1: It's a, yeah. Isn't it, like, Sam Sweet or something?
0: Yeah, Sam's played by Ben Stiller, of course. Right,
1: Ben Stiller plays twins who are, like, former child actors, and then one of them was murdered, and they blame the other twin. And it's just, yeah. like, this, like, trial happening, and everyone's obviously upset the eyes were watching sam sweet in america
0: in this universe right which i think it starts more as like a comedy for people in the audience to be like hey it's ben stiller it's a funny cameo and i think later on it becomes more adds more to the philosophical sort of point of the movie at the end debatable but about like tvs and attention spans and that sort of thing true um would be my guess is as, as to the point of it i can um, see that yeah so, yeah, so he uh, has the dinner party with him, gets him fired, and then they, they find out...
1: porno password with his parents. Yes. And pretty fucking, funny. um, what's his name? Shit. Um, dude. Who, who are you thinking of? Dude, the fact that I have to look this up is embarrassing. <laughs>
0: I I mean I have no idea what you're talking about, so it's probably just as embarrassing.
1: Jesus, but. Bob Odenkirk, obviously. Oh yeah,
0: he's in. This. He's he's yeah. his.
1: He plays Matthew Broderick's brother.
0: Yeah, Jesus, I forgot about that. He I doesn't mean, he have a lot like, of lines.
1: Yeah. Maybe one or two. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, because <laughs> Matthew like, Broderick punches. Like, yeah, he like punches Jim Carrey in the face, but everyone loves him. Like Jim Carrey's yeah. character is like beloved by Matthew Broderick's entire family.
0: Yeah, also, Jim Carrey's voice just makes everything funnier in this movie. The lisp he has, it's just, it just adds to the, the comedy and bewilderment of it. So, um, then at so after he takes revenge on uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, J- Jack Black investigates him, finds out that he was fired for stalking customers and using names of characters as aliases. Chip isn't even his real name. And um, and then I guess uh, Jim Carrey threatens Matthew Broderick and telling him he's going to pay Robin a visit, uh, at which point um, he takes Robin to the big, the dish that uh, he showed Matthew Broderick at the beginning of the movie, and is holding Robin hostage, which leads to this, crazy ending where there's like a standoff between them and the police and uh, Chip tries to kill himself by landing on a satellite dish. He survives, but he does knock out the television signal for everybody in the city right when the verdict of the Sam Sweet trial is going to happen. And um, he leaves him. The last shot is him in the rescue helicopter being airlifted away. And one of the paramedics uh, calls him buddy, and he's like, "Am I really your buddy?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure you <laughs> are, man. Sure you are." And then he kind of alludes to the cycle restarting with another person. True. So yeah, that's the the quick plot to this movie. Another set piece that, of course, I we skipped over was the night sequence where they're of medieval, course medieval, medieval times, possibly the best sequence in the movie. And uh, what's-her-name
1: makes a recurrence as a cameo. Janine
0: Garofalo, yeah, is back. a
1: waitress. It's
0: just, yeah, it's... It's crazy how it starts off, and it's giving me everything I want, as far as, like, Jim Carrey doing comedy, and I'm like, man, this is funny, this is funny, this is funny. And the more it goes on, it's still funny, but I'm like, wow, this is... Kind of insane, you know what I mean? Like it's retains wow, the comedy, but also adds the black thrillerness of it. So,
1: yeah, it'd be fucking terrible to be Matthew Broderick in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what else? Is but there? Jim Carrey's so
1: cover of "Somebody to Love" by Jefferson Airplane. Yes,
0: dude, that was stuck Pretty... in my head for a few days after that. It's classic,
1: and not the normal version—the Jim Carrey version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that party looked so jank.
0: Yeah, and then he <laughs> hires a hooker with Chip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a word to... for that. Come on, <laughs> I gotta hear the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like he's like,
1: yeah. oh, I gotta throw a housewarming party, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know anybody. And Chip's like, oh, I can fix that, yeah. and he hires <laughs> all to- he. Yeah, he people. like he's got like the most absurd, terrible-looking crowd of people to fill his apartment, and there's just like one young woman, and it's like my right. brother doesn't see anything wrong with
0: that. Which no, I didn't even see anything wrong with it until you said that. So, <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't think about that part in the hindsight a little bit.
1: Jack Black had the right um, idea. He just bounced the fuck out of there. He's like, man, this party's Joker, and then he just left. Also,
0: of course. um, the basketball scene, just thinking of set pieces that are mm.
1: um, classes.
0: Where he's like, "Hold on, I don't want to stretch a hammy," and then he does his like warm up between the lines. Going, yeah, that was good. True. I think, I think that's the yeah. No, I mean that's still kind of in the beginning of the movie where it's like, "Oh, this guy's just like funny." Um, but yeah, I mean, do you? Th- I I feel like. People should definitely see this movie because I think it's highly underrated. I think whether if you're going into it, knowing what you're getting into, you won't be disappointed. I really feel like the only reason it was ever controversial seemed to be that people, it was marketed as a, as a movie all of the mask or um, uh, dumb and dumber or whatnot.
1: When right, people weren't used to it or they weren't, they weren't ready for it.
0: Okay. They, yeah, well, they didn't there know weren't, what they're getting into. Well, there really weren't. I mean, kind of similar to something about Mary with gross comedy rom coms. There wasn't really many things like it at the time. Um, so for this to be a black comedy, quote unquote psychological thriller, no matter to what degree, I don't think I can't really think of anything that was like that pre, you know, two thousand. So, um, true. Yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts you want to add?
1: No, but I would. I would uh, give it a. Definite recommendation. Yep. Should rating. we do the rating? I was going to say, we didn't even rate the other one.
0: Yeah, we gave it a 3.5. Oh, yeah, we did,
1: 3.5. <laughs> so we both give it a 3.5. This? No. No, no, no. I'm about
0: the last yeah, Obviously. La- yes, yeah, so we both give it the last okay. one. Okay. Yeah, 3.5. Yeah. yeah, cable guy. Are you writing these down? Yeah.
1: I so have, have the, the parents yeah.
0: ones from yeah. the... Because at the end, we're going to do like a summer of stiller, like ranked thing. That
1: like would that. actually be the summary of stiller.
0: That would, yeah. I guess we, we should come up with a better name for this. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do it. Right. Um, think of S words. Yeah. So, rating for this. Hmm. We're back to the predicament where I have to remember we're rating it in the context of stillers and not just movies.
1: Or, oh, right. true. Because that was reality bite The parents did reality bites. Do you remember we were like, "What's gonna be worse than Little Fockers?" It was reality bites, and <laughs> we didn't realize.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would much rather rewatch Little Fockers than reality bites. Dude, Little Fockers had some literal laugh out loud moments. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is Jack Burns. um <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you have what we gave Little Fockers written down?
1: Yeah, we gave it a five. We both
0: gave it a five. Okay, that's good at least. So we did. So right now, Reality Bites is the lowest rated. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's that's good. I, we I can't it. imagine it
1: going any lower. Any other movies on the list? I
0: think there's not no.
1: that many left that I haven't seen. Honestly.
0: We have think... museums, Zoolander, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, Mystery Man, Tropic Thunder, The Watch. I haven't seen. Um, Madagascar, Mierowitz, Greenberg, Walter Mitty, Elmo's Christmas Countdown. I mean... <laughs> okay, haven't seen the Elmo thing. I haven't seen Mierowitz or Greenberg. I could only see the watch getting lower, just because I haven't seen it yet and I, don't, I haven't Dude, heard of it. I so. remember thinking it was very funny, but I don't remember anything okay, about it. Yeah. I also...
1: <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um... I haven't seen the third Madagascar or the third night at the museum.
0: Okay. The third night at the museum, I remember being pretty funny. The third Madagascar. I don't know if it's reality bites bad, but I remember not being too pleased. Well, I mean, right off of escape to Africa, how, I mean,
1: it it would have to be so good to not be like, (laughs) you know, and, but it is Noah Bombach, which is, Absurdly funny to me.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm thinking maybe it's just childhood brain, just not liking it because of the Afro Circus song tier. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Is that the intro for the Madagascar episode? Us doing that song. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding! It's not not. happening. It's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) That would be worse for your reputation than you peddling crypto on Instagram.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Can I use this as a platform to yes. just say, dude, this fucking guy <laughs> hacked my account. He's... Okay, I don't understand why he's using my account if he's not even pretending to be me anymore. He's just, like, posting pictures of this random guy. that's like, move to Texas, hashtag rich. New toy, hashtag hustle. It's like a fucking... Dude, oh, it's so cringe. Well, it's like he chose... Oh my God, most changed cringe mindset. picture. Did he? Yes. I mean, about time. He's not
0: even posting pictures of... And he changed... Oh, there's some things I haven't seen here.
1: Okay, the sad part is news- he changed my bio, which used to be the pauper um, of the surf.
0: <laughs> yeah. And now your bio is God first. God first. 24-7 online assistant. Over 2 million profit made weekly. 24-7 guarantee.
1: online assistant? What is this guy fucking like... AT&T dude what that's not okay that's like what Octavio was doing at um (laughs) like
0: Xbox or something yeah now he's just pretending to be I mean maybe this is him but just a middle-aged Mexican guy um I'll have to send you the picture it
1: can't be him right it can't actually be him
0: no he's not gonna post himself on an account he hacked but
1: I mean we've you've messaged him and he yes, speaks I, the worst English, like, and like, dude, his answer for yeah, so well, he what, said, was your, um, what was your girlfriend's name again? He,
0: Favi is Favi. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I obviously knew this wasn't Justin, and I told Justin about it, and I was like, okay, I want to see, you know, how this guy reacts to me asking information that he wouldn't know. So first of all, by the way, before this, he posted stuff where he's like, yeah, my sister was in town, and I'm like. And I commented, I'm like, man, Justin, I had, you have never talked about your sister to meet her. Anyway, so I said, "How's your family?" Because so when I commented that, he replied, "DM me for, for money tricks and tips." Or something. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, how's your family, Justin? And what cool tips do you have for me?" He's like, yeah, I got good earnings from trading. Are you a fan of crypto? And I said, "Bro, <laughs> Give come on, you a know <laughs> Oh Donkey, are you a fan of crypto? You got them. Um, (laughs) So he said, I just remember you told me you hated crypto and you would never do it, which is I'm surprised. And he said, Yeah bro, I know, but the earnings are great with crypto. I never want to try, but when I tried it was mind blow. I said, Really? (laughs) He said, Yes, for real though, crypto is down, but we trade to earn every day. I can tell earnings are really great. I said, I may be interested, but seriously, how's your life? What was your girlfriend's name again? I said, she's okay. Whole family doing fine. I already move on with life and life is going really well with me lately. Oh, what's up with you? How you earn living currently? (laughs) I said, wait, you really moved on? Your roommate told me you and her were going on a vacation like yesterday. What was her name? Favi. <laughs> dude. Just, <laughs> F-A-V-Y. Just, and then he just, says, yeah. and then he just uh, says, he said, Favi, I moved on with crypto life. <laughs> and then that was it. That was I moved
1: it. O- I've already moved on. <laughs> like he's moved on from
0: girlfriend uh, to crypto. Dude, dude. <laughs> Favi.
1: You just chose like <laughs> syllables that sounded like a name. Yeah,
0: you couldn't have chose like Emily, like Sophie, like as many like God, Jesus, that's just stupid. Just a, a normal name, maybe so you heard wherever of, he's from. Guys, yeah, maybe that's a common name. Well, guys, if you're out there, by the way, he now you now have 10k fol- followers. Oh, I <laughs> heard,
1: which is hilarious.
0: The real <laughs> play would to be, be to. Bio. Try and get my account back.
1: I know, and 10, <laughs> just 10, have like 10,000 bot followers.
0: Well, even his posts are getting 1, 1,200 likes. Yeah. This was like the latest post was um, just reporting his crypto earnings and like tips with a bunch of hashtags like that. And then oh, word. it says liked by 1,199 people. And <laughs> a <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> dude.
1: Okay, I think he actually believes this is me.
0: (laughs) No, you could literally DM him yourself and like just pretend, and he'd be like, How'd you do it, man? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's just too, like, trusting. He's just like,
1: He just takes everything so earnestly, I feel like.
0: Man, this guy has a lot of pictures of himself now. Oh, dude. And it's all like shit quality, blurry pictures, too. Yeah god who knows and you go down i think the only there are not many posts that he deleted a lot of yours but left a few he delete friends. oh did he leave leave any of mine he left the one of you in front of a waterfall that says it's water we are water pure as water
1: <laughs> he kept the one and where it's left. like visibly not me it could be anyone
0: yeah and then he other one he left is the dim lit room has seen much before me
1: interesting choice
0: Those are the only two I can see that are still here. Damn. Oh, well. Mm. So guys, to finish this off, if you're out there, please report at the fish King FX on Instagram. It's not Justin. We're going to be working on getting that back soon. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I think, like I told you, I think there might be a way for you to do it, but yeah, potentially we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, No, anyway,
1: I don't do even story time.
0: I actually have no memory. Um, that's awkward. Uh, uh cable okay, guy. Ratings? Moving on to
1: probably about ratings. Oh, right? yeah, we were talking about ratings. Let's
0: just rate cable guy. Hmm. Little Fockers is a five. Little Fockers is a five.
1: Meet the Parents. You gave an eight point five. Meet the Fockers. You gave a seven.
0: This has to be, this is as good as Little Focker, uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Possibly better, the more I think about it. I might have to say 7.5? Word. I'll give it a 7, yeah.
1: which is a 0. 0.5 upgrade from Meet the Fockers for me.
0: Yeah, so mine's also a 0. 0.5. So, so yeah,
1: 7.5. True um good shit yeah hey guys this is Justin and Nabil from part 1 thanks for listening or be prepared to check out part 2
0: oh definitely let's do it
1: you should just use that
0: what you just said
1: yeah <laughs> with you like oh. out of frame <laughs> <laughs> could you not see me